Welcome to the third episode of our podcast, MSPs in Conversation, a show where you can listen to your peers as they talk about real life takes and advice on how to run and grow a successful MSP. We're glad you made it. And if it's your first time tuning in, we're happy to have you here. In today's session, we've invited Dan Williams, certified EOS implementer, and Aaron Jacobs of Roden to talk about a topic that MSPs don't often touch on, business frameworks. What are they and how they can have a huge impact on the success and profitability of your MSP? Very quickly, and I won't do the sales pitch, who is Hosted Network? Hosted Network are an Australian wholesale cloud and telco provider for MSPs, right? Everything we do is about the partner experience. Uh, Our services range from desktop as a service, uh, connectivity, uh, infrastructure, and voice. Uh, And we serve uh, over... Good 150 MSPs across Australia, uh, and everything that we do is designed for MSPs, right? So, um, if most of you on the call will have already heard heard of us, um, so I won't go into too much detail there, and we'll keep it on topic. Um, so, introduction to today's panelists, starting from left to right. So, Aaron, can you give us a quick intro to yourself and Roden? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ben. Um, so, Aaron Jacobs, uh, General Manager of Roden. We are 26 full-time staff, manage about 4,000 seats, uh, based in Wollongong, but operate over uh, New South Wales and the country. And uh, yeah, been in business for 26 years, I think it is, and I've been with the business for about 19. So uh, yeah, long-time AOS partner, hosted network partner, doing it all. Thanks. And uh, Dan? Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Dan Williams. I recognise a lot of the names in the participants list there. Um, 20 years or so in MSP land, I've earned every grey hair that I have uh, from being in there for 20 odd years. Uh, Former owner and director of PowerNet uh, IT Solutions, um, it's a national uh, MSP, about 80, 90 people. Uh, I've been out of that business for a couple of years now and I've been an uh, EOS implementer, uh, certified EOS implementer for four years. Um, also, um, am the community builder, so I'm responsible for building the EOS implementer community, which is the coaching community, and uh, yeah, also coaching them. So that's a big responsibility. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you um, having me here today. That's great to have you. And uh, Luke, friendly face, give us a quick intro. Who are you? How'd for you those of you who uh, who don't know me, uh, my name is Luke Bragg. I have been working in, on, and with MSPs for. I think the better part of 15 years now, I got to tick it over. My birthday was on the weekend, so I can now say officially 15 years I've been doing this for, and I've only just started the gray hairs, just. Um, <laughs> during coming. that time. Yeah, and when, when they start coming, they're coming for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're coming, yeah. they're coming. Um, during that time, I have worn many, many hats, but I am currently the operations manager here at Hosted Network and have been for what seems like forever. Uh, <laughs> In a positive light, I hope. In a positive light. <laughs> I was going to say, that was good. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, let's cover today's topic a little bit. So I'm going to turn my, my uh, share off so you can see our beautiful faces in a second. But uh, today's topic, adapting business frameworks. You've, you've already heard EOS mentioned a couple of times. But um, one of the reasons that we're, we're running today's session on this topic is that most of the high-performing MSPs in our partner community run a business framework, 
right? So when we were looking at what topics that we can provide value to our partner base, that was one of the ones that stood out most. So again, the high-performing MSPs, the guys that are that have run rate sales, they're winning deals, um, but they're also growing, you know, and you know they they typically run some form of a business framework. So today. We've got Aaron is our, uh, I guess, a use case of a business framework as an MSP. Uh, Dan is our, uh, you know, industry expert, and Luke is our representation of how we've adapted it ourselves. Because, you know, we, as many of you know, we started as an MSP. We had many of the same challenges, and business frameworks don't just touch MSPs; they really benefit all businesses. Um, but, you know, we're going to keep the topic to MSPs mostly today. Remember. Today's session will be recorded, so don't worry if you have to drop off. We usually try to keep this to an hour, but we may go over a little bit. Um, so if you do have to drop off, completely understand. Uh, we will send out the recording uh, within the next day or so. Uh, and if you do have any, any questions, I really encourage you to drop them in the chat. Um, this isn't a scripted session at all, so we do want you to encourage you to jump in and ask any questions that you might have uh, of our panelists today. All right, let me stop sharing. So, Dan, I'm going to start with you because you can probably give the most succinct answer given that you're an uh, EOS implementer. But what the heck is a business framework and why should a business look at actually implementing them? So, given we have an MSP community, it makes it really easy for me to explain it to you. Um, <laughs> so, a business framework is kind of like an operating system for your business. So, Sounds a little bit cheesy, but you know we're 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 peddling operating systems in terms of you know platform. Or you're running your PC or your your Mac. It's effectively like having a system in your business that is the foundation for everything. So, people. One of the objections that I often get from people is I don't have time for something like that. It's actually designed to give you back time. So by having a a system. That is gives you a rhythm to to run your business to to operate on top of. It's like a foundation. It gives you that control of your business. Um, and so specifically, EOS. I'm I'm not an expert in in any other system, and I'm probably still on a path to mastery with EOS. If if I'm honest, and I don't think you ever really get there to that mastery. Um, you know, the EOS is a is a really simple set of tools systems. Uh, that is designed to give you that control of your business. So we have a promise as, a, as an EOS implementer that we'll give you three things. It's vision, traction, and healthy. And so vision is about clarity of vision. So where you're headed, why as well. That's an important aspect. You know, where you're headed. And we distill it into a really simple format so that you can share that with everyone in the business. I was speaking with a startup today who asked me if they could uh, have half an hour to sort of get an understanding. And I said to them that you know, most businesses don't have a plan and they sort of had a look on their face and I said, do you have one? And they said, no, we don't. I said, that's okay. Yeah, this, this, this is really simple. It's about getting that. It's a game changer, just getting people on that, that vision. And so the second one is traction. And so that's the tools and the processes. So simple things like, you know, how to run an effective meeting, um, how to plan 90 days at a time, really simple things that most businesses don't do well. And the last part is healthy. And that's about having a healthy and a cohesive team. And we focus on leadership teams through EOS. It's initially designed for leadership teams. We have an 
we have a saying that as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the business. So if that if you as a leadership team feel like you're in control of the business and the operating system is working, then that perpetuates through the business. And so EOS is kind of a really collect a collection of those tools and, and processes that is really sort of distilled into something that's easy to consume. And that's a, that's really tempting for me to give you a longer explanation. <laughs> but I'll, I'll leave it there. Hopefully so, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Okay. So yeah. we've got we we've, we've mentioned EOS a few times now already. Um, from you know, Aaron, before you adopted EOS, uh, Luke, in your research that when you did for us, um, are there other models out there? And I'm going to start with um, Aaron, but are there, Aaron? And why did you choose EOS over? So, else? look, I'll be honest. That I mean, I'll say there probably is, uh, but I actually don't know. And the reason I don't know is, and I suspect it to be like many other MSPs, is that you probably think there's not one for MSPs, so there may be not one for, for you know, it's just not right for you, or you've, you you may be aware that this thing's like that, but you could probably think it's not for us. We're MSPs. We don't really fit into another vertical or something of that nature. And for me, it was um, just, just really, uh, I, I had these sort of great ideas and understanding of what I wanted to do, but it was just not quite getting there or always, I mean, Dan mentioned not having time and uh, things like that. So, so yeah, there's other models out there. And um, when I came across EOS, it was more about, well, hang on, this sounds very much like my style. Um, that's what resonated to me from the, the hour or two speech that we had about it. Um, and it just sort of really clicked for me. And I just kind of thought, well, hang on, this just really fits. So I didn't bother looking at others or comparing. Um, I really just attached to it quite quickly and just thought that really fits my style and, and just really ran with it. So that's where it fit for me. And that was... Uh, I want to say two, just somewhere between two and three years ago now. So. Okay, cool. Um, Luke, from your research for Hosted. Yeah, we kind of went the opposite. We, we went the extreme opposite. We almost investigated and tried everything a little bit. Uh, <laughs> everything from like, you know, the kind of getting things, like getting things done um, sort of personal aspect and trying to apply that to different departments, um, trying to look at things like OKR, um, like the uh, objective yeah. and key results sort of method, which almost kind of suits semi into the, into the EOS model anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then I've heard of true methods, um, but, but I haven't experienced it very much. Yeah, apart I've heard of that too. Yeah. Trying like literally Googling it and oh, okay, that's cool. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, we, we did, um, we did a fair bit of research and we, we actually ended up on a, on a variation of EOS, believe it or not. <laughs> actually, I should, I probably should add there that there is the, um, the connect wise, Dan probably helped me out. I've got, forgotten they've rebranded it a few times, what they call their, um, partner community now yeah the evolve community yeah evolve community now yeah, yeah which is the HTG, actually, htg back yeah. in the day yeah so yeah, um, yeah I'm, a, well. I'm a facilitator a, in that as well okay. actually yeah. yeah and i assume that yeah. like similar i've definitely heard some of the speakings and sat with um a few of those guys and definitely some approaches are different i've heard them say but some things are very similar and, and luke you just mentioned okr my um my wife works for a large pharmaceutical company global and they do, they do okr and i literally sit there and i, I listen to some of the things and it I'm sounds like, like yeah, right, 90 day goals yeah. and i'm like yeah okay cool and then they say something else and i'm like that's an l10 meeting <laughs> yeah sure okay so i think that's kind of that's the appeal of eos is that there there are other there's lots of other systems out there um and eos is is really simple and so when gino wickman the creator or co-founder of eos formed the operating system, he picked bits and pieces of things that he knew worked and that worked really well. 
and then supplemented gaps where we thought things you know could be improved. I think that um, you know, the the community, like the ConnectWise community, is it's more about planning. Like they have a model called Four Plans, and so EOS complements that. And then even True Methods, quite a lot of businesses that are running um, EOS as the operating system underneath are using True Methods on top to optimize their you know their service delivery or the actual managed service component. Really? Okay, it's interesting. Okay, so from that, it sounds like uh, EOS is the uh, OS and something like true methods could be your ERP or your CRM sort of. Yeah. 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 Great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So um, today's, we really are going to focus more around the EOS piece of it. Um, if anyone has any questions though, that is a little bit off topic in terms of maybe true methods or something, if we can answer it, we certainly will. Um, but given that we have someone that runs it and an EOS expert, and it's the one that we see in the market space the most. Mm. Um, Dan, uh, actually, uh, this is probably best for Aaron. At what point did you look at EOS and you know, or a business framework and go, "Yeah, this it, we need this." So for moment. me, yeah, yeah, the light bulb moment. Yeah, so for me, look, I was trying. It was almost like I was trying to build EOS without knowing about EOS. I uh, my experience. <clears throat> I've been for the business with the business for so long. We took over as GM uh, eight ish years ago, and for me, in those first sort of five years, I was really trying to, um, I just try to set some, some frameworks and things like that. Um, my predecessor was very big on, and this is probably very relevant to many MSPs on the line, um, a flat structure where everyone does everything. And I knew that doesn't work <laughs> basically, or it can work to a point, uh, but then you have to sort of break through that. And so for me, that was all about breaking through that in those first years, um, taking over the business and really changing things around. But then I did almost hit a ceiling. I sort of got to a point where I was trying to do things and our, our meeting frequency just wasn't there. We were kind of just meeting, I think, monthly. And Dan, you know, now looking at EOS, you think, what the hell? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It's, it's so, uh, I guess one thing for EOS is it's so obvious when you get into it and when you're really doing it and everything you do is kind of just like, just it's so common sense but it just puts it in a nice framework for you and just delivers it and you know we say framework like it's this big manual that you've got to work through and i guess there is a manual so to speak but it's very easy to follow the things you do are <laughs> dan's gonna hold it up <laughs> there we go <laughs> mine, mine's, in the, mine's on my shelf but uh yeah it's not it's it's so easy to follow but um yeah, the light bulb moment coming back to your question ben was really just continually trying, writing a lot of notes down, coming up with ideas. Maybe we should do this, trying to potentially suggest to other managers or other things in the business, let's do this. Not really getting there, not, maybe not getting buy-in or maybe just not really being able to sell the vision properly. And then for me, just uh, having a, an explanation given to me of what EOS is, like I said earlier, it just clicked. It just, I thought, hang on, that is exactly my style. It's not over the top. Everyone can relate to that. It makes sense. Um, and then we kicked off with the two-day session and, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was just really, really good. Basically, from from the word go, all my other staff were just bought in straight away. So, yeah. Okay. So, trial and error was sort of where you were at and that sort of- Personally, yeah. Not, not within the business. I hadn't allowed the business to waste time trialing and error. I had sort of been trialing and error a lot in my head and a lot of trying to suggest that people do things, but- yeah, that was sort of that was sort of the moment for me. I just I knew we needed something a little bit more, 
I just, we needed to grow mature, um, our maturity level. And, um, and we had sort of the never ending to-do lists and, but just never, ever ticking anything off. So the concept of this 90 day and rocks and all of these things just, it just fit. I was like, wait, that is so obvious. Let's just do that. So yeah, okay, we, so, we sort so of you drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I did. And then the two people that I brought my leadership team to the first, uh, to the two day session, which is a thing you do in EOS at the start, uh, you know, on the way they were like, we really don't know what, what this guy's going to get out of us, Aaron. <laughs> That's how literally how the conversation <laughs> went. And at the end of it, it was like, oh my God, where did all that come from? That was amazing. So yeah, absolute buy-in, 100%. And I couldn't recommend it more to any other MSP on the call. It's, it's a really great platform. So. Okay. Well, this isn't the sales call for you, I should say. No, I know but, it's uh, not. And I wasn't going to pay anything to say that either. So. <laughs> um, and I, I, I guess that's, a, that's a, a good point. Anyone talking about a business framework uh, or listening in and thinking about maybe adopting one, do they cost money? Um, you know, Dan, maybe you're better off answering this. Um, you know, yeah. does it cost money to use the EOS framework? Yeah, so it, it doesn't. You can, if you can um, self-implement, we call it, which uh, is there's, there's, there's a whole traction library. So we have the, the, the main book that started the whole thing, which is called Traction, which is uh, written by Gino Wickman and a lot of businesses, in fact, I think the, it's estimated that for one, every one business that's working with an EOS implementer, that there are, there are up to like 50 um, who aren't just in the US alone, which is kind of the, the main foothold for, uh, for EOS. So you can, you can do it on your own, absolutely. And in fact, I love it when I, when I hear of businesses and they say, oh, you know, I love EOS, we're, we're running level 10 meetings. So we, they're not working with an implementer at the moment, but we're running level 10 meetings and they sort of are a little bit embarrassed. And I say, that is awesome. I love that. That is nothing to be ashamed of. Like that is, it's really cool that you've, you've had the initiative to go out and learn these things and then implement them yourself. I wish I could say the same that Aaron said where he didn't do trial and error on the business. Uh, there's a, at least one former team member of mine in the attendees that could attest to the fact that I tried everything <laughs> before <laughs> in my MSP. Um, but yeah, the, you can work with an implementer. So there's an EOS implementer community, which I, I lead uh, and coach in APAC. So there's 25 of us. And we, we, we charge what we call a session fee. So there's no, if you want to work with an implementer, we'll take you through every step of the journey. And the unique thing about working with the implementer is that there's no contract. We don't say, hey, we want you to ink here for a two-year deal. Um, it's, it, we literally do it session to session. So we'll charge you a session fee. And here's the kicker, and this is something that no other coaching platform operating system does, is if you don't feel like you got value from those sessions, you don't pay. You just say, I didn't get value today. So, Dan, I'm not paying. So I might cry myself to sleep that night <laughs> and wonder where I went wrong, but I will learn from it and I'll never make that mistake again. And you you, know, you will have learned hopefully something and potentially continue yourself or continue with an implementer. But there's no, there's no reason why you couldn't pick up a copy of Traction today, read it cover to cover, and then start implementing those tools immediately. That's a, you, you've mentioned the book Traction a couple of times. I'll just sort of throw this out there for any qualified MSPs in the line as well. Uh, we are sending out a free copy of that as well. So, um, so that'll sort of give you, you know, if you're interested in it, that'll give you a good starting point um, to, you know, what the heck is EOS and 
you can go from there, I guess. Um, all right. So we do have a question a there, Ben, just quickly on the, I think it's relevant on the, um, oh, go for there. It. so, so yeah, uh, Brendan asked, uh, his understanding was a minimum 24 month commitment to engage with a coach. I'll let you take that Dan. but I know that's not my experience, but you can answer that properly. So. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Um, and if someone has, has said that, then I need to know because I'm, I'm the coach for the community. <laughs> uh, no, there's, we, what we do actually, maybe where it could potentially be a little confused is when we start the journey together, we say we would like you to consider this to be like a two-year mental commitment so that this isn't something that we just turn the key and voila, you have results, <laughs> that it's going to be a two-year usually journey of going from learning the tools and then through two years of, of annual planning. And, but there's no, there's no commitment, there's no minimum term. Um, and like I said, that if you, even if you feel like you didn't get value, then you don't pay. So it's, um, yeah, there's definitely no. And I, I would say that most of the businesses, so I'm working with 23 MSPs right now, and most of them have been with me for longer than two years. But at every step of the way, I've said to them, you're in control. And there's an MSP, one of them that's stuck in my mind that I said to them after the first year, you guys are rock stars. You've got this. I've never seen anyone implement this so quickly in their business. Just a reminder, you can go on your own at any time. You know, you know, I'm like the ball and chain. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, said, can, I, can, I can sort of, oh, sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they said to me, Dan, you're not, I'll clean it up. You're not going anywhere because <laughs> they like they liked having an external party to hold them accountable. It's like going to the gym. You know, when you go on your own, you can get complacent and oh, you know, eight reps is enough. I won't do the to the ten, or you know, I'm not quite feeling it today. I might just call it quits after half an hour. But when you've got a personal trainer who you're paying to be there, and they say push, you're going to do ten. And, and you might not be feeling it, but we're doing the full hour. You know, that's the sort of accountability that you get from external. So there's some skin in the game in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there is. But I mean, I, I can see the potentially the confusion around the two-year thing because of, Dan, the, the two-year plan, you know, the cycles and the annual planning yeah. and all that. So there is a two-year yeah. cycle there. And we, we've just finished our first two years. And I can hand on heart say that we've done and achieved more over the past two years than we have over the five years before that um it's it's been a great growth growth thing for us and just the buy-in has been amazing it probably took us the first year to get our shit together um and then able to be out the second year was really floating it down properly throughout the rest of the business and the teams um and even just recently we found a certain team that were trying to cram their l10 meetings and i guess for everyone that probably has no idea what we're talking about when we say level 10 meetings that's the weekly meetings um we're trying to cram that down into sort of 25 30 minutes which ironically we were having problems with that team and that's when we found that out they weren't doing uh idsing which are these are all terms from eos but mm-hmm. they weren't talking about issues properly which nothing was getting solved and then we found the root of the problem was they weren't meeting properly so it's really funny at the start we got told you will you will never meet you will never have more meetings than you've ever had before and yeah, we were like no and like every msp probably on the line surely you know like we don't have time for that many meetings or i think someone said you'll meet with your uh you know, your leadership team for an hour and a half every week. And we're like, no chance. How the hell are we going to have any time for that? And <laughs> and now if we if we miss one, I think we've missed one in two years, but it's like, Jesus, what happened? Like, we've got so much to catch up on. We've got all these things we need to sort out. And it's just amazing having that pulse and being able to solve dramas just instantly. Like, 
I mean, yeah. weekly is instantly if you were doing things like monthly meetings like we were before. And um, it's just far too long, far too long to address things. And everything's just nothing turns into a big issue anymore because it's just brought up, addressed and moved on. And it's just like, sure, whatever. So part of the part of the process, the cycle. It's just part of right. life. It's part of your week, part of, and it's and it's amazing part of your week. So cool. Okay, so you've been running it for two years. You, mm-hmm. You're you've already gone through the pain points, the challenges. So um, I guess you know what are some of the challenges that you faced early on that our audience should be prepared for with any business framework as well. Yeah. So look, <laughs> I know this really. I've really. I'm really, really spooking the Kool-Aid on EOS today, but I have to honestly say they weren't challenges. They were good things. And I mean, I'm sure every business is in a different spot. And But for us, yeah, like it, I, the, the, the IDSing and getting uncomfortable stuff is probably the biggest challenge. And it's a, more of a challenge for certain people. Um, but yeah, look, uh, to answer your question, Ben, it's probably documenting all the issues or stuff that you want to get done or that are a problem, especially at the start, that first sort of, two days that you do, you know, you end up with 70 things on the board and you're like, Jesus Christ, we've got a lot of crap to sort out. But it's just amazing to see how quick it gets just ripped apart and just sorted out once you get into this framework and you get into the pulse and you move through it. So, um, yeah, so I guess the challenges, while they might seem like challenges, is really just getting everything out there, getting everything out of your head, getting all those things written down and try, maybe looking at it going, Jesus Christ, how am I going to overcome that? But then the whole point of EOS is just breaking it down into little chunks and, and working through it. And it's amazing. Yeah, really, really good. So, Okay. So, Luke, in terms of our implementation, I mean, I'm going to say that we, we run EOS, EOS very lightly. So, yeah. you know, we, it's, we don't run it religiously. It's, yeah. it's kind of what suits us. And maybe that's not the best practice, but <laughs> what are some of the pieces that, you know, and, and maybe we've, we've got more to go potentially as well, right? 100%, so yeah. everyone's at a different, a different stage in their, in their business life cycle. It's a journey, you know, what, what do they do? What do they say? It's a um, sprint, not a race. Never mind. That's not it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but what are some of the challenges? Marathon, not a sprint? That's the one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a sprint, not a race. Hang on. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hey, no, that doesn't make sense. So right, we can edit that bit out. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> won't be in the recording. Um, Luke, what are some of the challenges that we faced when we were considering it? And why Why did we do it? Like, what are the, what, what, you know? Well, I suppose historically, we've always, we've always tried to focus on partner experience, sometimes at the detriment of internal processes and documentation. Um, it's, uh, it's just something that we used to be guilty of. Um, and what, like, we still keep partner experience up front and center, but we recognized um, after, uh, I suppose, we recognized after reviewing all of these different methods and things, right, that we could identify that different teams were working independently, right? Like, for example, you know, sales would do something and, and our, our service delivery team and our support team, we were, we were effectively working in silos, right? Like, we were working individually. We would work together. <laughs> yep. um, we were... We were working well, but we were hitting that ceiling. I can't remember, I think it was Dan or, or Aaron that mentioned it before. Um, we were definitely hitting that, that kind of glass ceiling where we weren't, we weren't able to break past it unless, unless we changed something. Uh, and that's where we kind of went, okay, um, let's make sure that we have all the right people on the right seats on the bus going in the same direction. And if we can't, well, then let's try and see if this framework can help us do that. Um, and that's when we really did a lot of research into all those different methods that I, that I mentioned. And that's when we kind of started the journey. 
Yeah, and I think there's some assets to right? out there yet. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, Brendan wrote in the chat um, that the challenge, biggest challenge was the people analyzer. So that's kind of um, just pick up that point that you said there, Luke, that that's the thing I see the most is the biggest challenge is having the right people in the right seats to yeah. be successful. That's and a recurring often, topic of our of these sessions yeah. that we've been talking about that as well. And I think that anyone on yeah, the line does need common. to, they need to do that, ref, you know, look inwards in that sense and sort of say, okay, do we have the right people? Yeah. 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 And I think, most yeah. people, yeah, it's hard to know, like, how do you define right people, right seat? And that's one of the things that I love. I can remember seven or so years ago, starting EOS uh, implementation using an implementer as the uh, MSP owner. And just thinking, you know, he kept talking about right people, right seat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like that's, everyone knows that. But how do you know those things? But literally by the end of your second day in the EOS process, you not only have you got to find who the right people are, yeah. also what the right seats are and what are the potential future seats? Like what are the gaps? What, you, what are your blind spots? Mm. And once you have that, that is when the real work starts. Like because some of those calls are going to be, people who are absolutely the right people. They share your values, they're the heart and soul, but they're just ineffective in their role. And that can be heartbreaking sometimes to think actually they don't, they're in the wrong seat. And so EOS gives you that opportunity to say, is there another seat for them? Do we need to, when we look at our structure and needs of the business, is there another seat for them? Because if, if there isn't, as much as you love them, you're probably holding them back. And if you love them, you need to let them go. And same token, you might have an, a superstar, stellar performer who's absolutely in the right seat, but they're not, they're not the right person. They don't share your values. And in, in another way, they're actually going to bring you undone as well because they become the standard and you compromise on your values with that person because they're performing well. And EOS forces you to confront that. You still have to do the work and want to do something about it, but that's absolutely the most common challenge that I see. And I can vividly remember that, you know, being the, the MSP owner going through that as well. well. One of the best things that I found about, and God, we are speaking a lot about EOS, but it's just because it's, it's just there, um, <laughs> is the way that they, um, they don't, the framework doesn't, doesn't break down an organization in a, hi, in a hierarchy, like a, like a standard organizational chart, right? It breaks it down into your, your actual roles and responsibilities. And I remember when Ben and I were doing it, it kind of changed our mindset overnight. It was like, Oh, everything, everything fits now. I, we actually understand that, that, you know, that person may be, we can move them there, etc. And it was almost like a flip switch. I think, I think Aaron mentioned that before. It was just like, wow. Okay. Let's, let, let's do this. And as, as we kind of went through that journey of changing things, we were able to see the impact or, or not overnight, but almost immediately we could see people were happier. Um, we had different outcomes uh, and we had a lot more positive outcomes. It was, you know, it, we would, we would, we definitely went from, um, you know, a couple of people going in the wrong direction to, I, I always like to use the analogy, instead of a bus, we were, we were on a speedboat going, you know, everyone in the speedboat going in the same direction. It was, it's a, it's a fantastic feeling. Yeah. yeah. I love the speedboat analogy because they don't have brakes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I, okay. like the, I think someone said to me at once, one point, it was, uh, you mentioned before, Dan, it was like, you may love them, but it's, you know, you may have to let them go because they're not, there is no seat. I, th I think someone explained to me once, it was a story about, you know, time to get a new pair of shoes. 
<laughs> it's that kind of concept, right? If you put the wrong size shoes on the on the feet, you get all the time it's going to burn and it's going to hurt and it's just going to mm-hmm. wear that person Love down it. and, you know, put them into somewhere where they got the right shoes on, let them go, and then you find someone for those, for those mm-hmm. set of shoes. We've actually uh, got a, um, an up- upcoming topic another, uh, for MSPs in conversation. I'm going to say this now before Meryl um, <laughs> pings me to say it. Uh, that it'll be on, uh, you know, uh, human resources and finding and how to maintain staff because it's been a recurring topic throughout this and it's, you know, people are they're the, the, they're the lifeblood of our organisations, right? So oh, there you go, Meryl. It, it, it's a tough topic. Thank you. Like, that, oh, yeah. like that, that, that sort of area. There is... I'm yet to find anyone that can do that, you know, easily and well. <laughs> it's um, just one of those yeah, some, things. Some people just have a knack for it. Other, it's, yeah. and, you know, and sometimes you can go like, I mean, I was talking to uh, a partner today, maybe yesterday, uh, and it was, it was they, they were stagnant realistically. And it wasn't until they actually found someone they could trust to hand off to. And they're a smaller organization, right? As soon as they found that, yeah. their life changed. Right. So mm. it's, you know, and, but previously because the wrong people were on the bus. So mm. with that, let's, let's talk about like the size of MSP, right? So, you know, Dan Powernet was, you know, larger MSP really in the, um, in our community, uh, rodents are fairly substantial. What size do you need to, to be? I mean, could you be a one man band and implement something like uh, an EOS business framework? Yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily look at it as size of business. So I, just for an example, I work with um, an MSP that is 12 to 15 people and I also work with, with one who has several thousand employees, a couple of million in revenue into the hundreds of million in revenue. And EOS works in all of them because it's actually about um, like fundamentals and the only difference between the really large business that I work with and the smaller one is the smaller one is more agile and they're able to adapt or respond. But the bigger one has deeper pockets. If they want to, if they want to, if they want to do something different, then they can fund it. But that's, sometimes it can be like trying to steer the Titanic. And when you've got the smaller business, they're able to sort of be a bit more nimble. But realistically, to, to get the best use of EOS, you need to have more than one leader in the business because you need that you need that duo to hold each other accountable. It's really difficult to maintain that traction on your own. Mm. So I've worked with lots of startups. I've started uh, two businesses myself this year and used EOS from day one because I know it and, I, and I've had a business partner in both of them uh, and it can work there. But what I commonly find in really young businesses is they don't know what they don't know. So when you're saying to them, you need to have a 10-year target, they're like, yeah, I've been in business for like 10 minutes. I don't need a 10-year target. I'm like, well, (laughs) you will one day. Um, Or if they don't have someone to hold them accountable, then they're they're not able to, they can become complacent like that personal trainer analogy. Mm. Um, And I think I saw quickly mentioned there, it can can be a cost barrier sometimes to... um, you know, to doing it, to justify working with an EOS implementer. But there's no reason why you can't, like I said before, take the book and start. And I've worked with an MSP uh, for the last nearly four years. And when they started, um, they went all in. This this guy, picture him in my mind right now, he's like, we're doing this and we're going we're gonna to commit 100%. And they were around about, I think, 20 people, maybe 15 people, couple of mil in revenue and they've just um, 
three and a bit years later, just broke through 8 million in revenue and about 50 people. So 45, 50 people. And so it's, it's about committing to that process and getting started. And so I love it when I hear people that are, that are trying things or trying to implement it because it doesn't really matter. And I've, I've busted that myth as well. People have said to me, oh, I think when we get to 50 people, that that'll probably be top us, top us out. And I'm like, well, pound it. We're, we're in proximity of 100 people when we were running it and we still had plenty of runway. And I'm working in business with, you know, a couple of thousand employees. So there's no, yeah, I think the limit is only in your mind. I would agree. All right. Um, as for a one-man band, yeah, I don't think so, Ben. You need you need a couple there to. Okay, and I guess that that's 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 good. So you, there is a minimum, really. Where you're going to see the benefits? Is that would that be true? Does that be the visionary integrator concept, Dan? Yeah, yeah. And so I have I run EOS in one of my businesses that is just me and one other person, and it works it works really well, and it makes us efficient. But if, you, if I didn't have that other person, I'd just be talking to myself, which I do a lot of that actually. <laughs> but, um, but, but I wouldn't, you know, it's not true accountability. So it doesn't mean you can't leverage some of the tools, but you won't maintain that traction, I don't feel, with, without you know, having a co-pilot. And it's quite often the visionary and the integrator. It's kind of like the person looking to the horizon and the head in the clouds and then the one with the feet on the ground. It's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> Sounds to find me quite well. Head in the clouds. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah, why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny coins. It, it's important. It. it is important to have those two different types of people, though. So, yeah, very true. Yeah. And from us as an our organisation, we that was a, a big light bulb moment for us. You know, yeah. find and we've done a lot of that over the last sort of two years. Um, COVID's been really good for it in the sense of you know. We couldn't go to events and whatnot, so we had this reflective time in that sense to be able to to make these changes. Um, and that that light bulb moment of going, okay, well, you know, me as the business owner, I'm not always the right person for the right job. And for me, it was a lot of this of like I gave that example before of trusting and actually going, okay, I got to let some stuff go, um, and letting the right people shine through. Uh, and that was a mindset change for me. And I think that. You know, I was my own worst enemy there. And, you know, Luke's in, in business, Luke's now my best friend because he he helps me actually, things actually come real. I can think about it and whatnot. And, and also turn around and go, no, that's a stupid idea. Go back into your box. Yeah. You know, and that helps as well. So, you know. It's um, a good one. I think, I, was say, I think that's why I think that's why it works though is because there's the strengths and weaknesses and then the things that we cross over with right I mean with with business you're only you're only as good as kind of the mistakes you make and the lessons that you learn right and I mean Ben's been doing this for a lot lot longer than I have um, he's skilled in, in a lot of different things than I am um, but that's I'm why also your boss you have to say that <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> but um no but my, my point is is that i think that's why um the, the visionary integrator um roles um as far as that that kind of role and responsibility thing that i was talking about earlier um does work quite well because you, it's not just about accountability it's also recognizing that there are um the people with the different strengths and weaknesses right like um i, I, I won't travel on too much about it but yeah i i really do like the dynamic there yeah, yeah, and I, I guess for oh, – I'm sorry to cut you off there, Ben, but for in case there's any other MSPs on the line that were, like, in my shoes, um, I, I, especially starting EOS, I thought I was the visionary and the integrator all in one. And mm. I – in all fairness, I was when I went in there and I got told that you can't be, and I sort of said, well, I am. 
<laughs> so too bad. So we actually put myself on the square, on the two squares. But what it it showed me was, and I guess for people that don't really know what we're talking about with Visionary and Integrator, I mean, I got my role because I was the integrator, but I needed to be the visionary, but I was being the visionary at the same time. So what it showed me was I needed the people around me, my, my leadership team, they needed to come up and being the integrators and the ones, because they're the ones that do the day-to-day. And I mean, I still very much do the day-to-day like you, Ben, but it is about letting go. And what I what I quickly realized in AOS was that I am sort of over here, always looking to the future. Let's do something else. I'll start it, but I absolutely need to hand it off to someone to then run with it because I'm already thinking about the, the next three things ahead. And so I'm a little bit like a puppy dog with a ball. Like, let's go. All right, I've started it. You guys now do it. And that's once you get that flow working really well, it's really, really good because otherwise I'll get something started and then I'm stuck on the integration of it and I get bored and go, well, I kind of want to go do that new thing. And then, yeah. And so you really, it's, that's what all that dynamic and what we mean by when we're talking about visionary and integrator. Um, you yep. need people around you to, to do the do and the day-to-day and, and integrate it into your business and then keep on top of it, measure it, all that stuff. You sort of need to be thinking about what's next and and sort of the the measuring and the planning and all the stuff that comes with AOS. So the, all those tools. Like, yeah, and I think uh, for me, being our you know our leader in that regard is that it the, as soon as the turning point for me that I've realized other people could do a better job than me mm. as well at certain things. That when you when you're a you know um, a smaller MSP, you do everything right and you know how to do everything it's it's and it's it's your way because you know how you want things done but once you give people that opportunity and and you know sometimes they need coaching and whatnot and sometimes they aren't the right person but when you do find that right person and you're like holy crap you do a way better job of this than i ever could you know (laughs) and now from a you know a a hiring mindset that's what i keep in in mind i bring in people that are always going to do a better job than what i am right knowing that you know my my capabilities are limited, right? In, in certain areas, I've got my strengths, but I bring in other people that, that complement those, you know, that's that can right. deliver extra things. Um, cool. Okay. So we've, we've talked a little bit about uh, the size of an MSP that they could be, um, you know, and, and the limits, you know, which doesn't really sound like that either. Most of our MSPs uh, for the audience are going to be in the, the SMB space. So, um, but we've talked a little bit about team, right? having the right team and definitely, you know, that, that mindset piece of it. Um, Aaron, was there a mindset change for you when you implemented it? Like, is that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the GWC um, mindset about the people, the, the, the GWC concept is brilliant. <laughs> Dan, it's so good just to be able to, you know. Okay, they, maybe, they, maybe can we get a, Bit of a what is, yeah, what is yeah. that for the, Do you want me to, do you want me to yeah, explain you, it? You can do it. I mean, I don't mind, but I'll let you do it. It's your thing. It's your yeah, so, so we, yeah, we've, we've got it. It's, it's quite funny when you start throwing EOS acronyms at MSPs because MSPs usually think, yeah, I've got this. I've got every acronym under the sun. <laughs> like we, we live on those things. And then EOS introduces a whole new collection. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll tee up. GWC and then Aaron, I'm sorry to interrupt. You can continue on, but <laughs> GWC is that is the right seat element. So we talk about right people, right seat. GWC stands for they get it, they want it, and they have capacity to do it. So when you look at like the roles and responsibilities for each individual, each seat in the business, 
we ask ourselves every every 90 days as through my coaching, we recommend doing at least twice a year. Does that person still get it? Do they still want it? And do they still have capacity to do it? And asking that question of ourselves as leaders first, and it's just a yes or no answer. <laughs> and then asking that of each person in the business and appraising them against what we're asking them to do is it's super, super powerful. Anyway, Aaron, I couldn't resist. Keep going. No, no, no. And I, look, I can't agree more. And it's really that exercise doing that when you sort of put everyone on the board or whatever, however large your team is or however small it is, you, you sit there and think, Jesus, yeah, they, wait, they don't have capacity to do it. And that's either time or mental capacity training, whatever it is. Um, but getting it, getting it and wanting it, it's a really interesting thing because you might think, yeah, everyone I employ, they understand it. They get what they have to do. They want it. But when you really sit down, especially if you have starting to have issues with staff, um, do this exercise and then suddenly it's, uh, you know, I think, I don't know if this is a us thing or a POS thing, Dan, but it's a, you know, two strikes and you're basically out. If it's two, two out of those three letters don't fit, it's okay. Well, you're, you've either got to turn it around right now. We've got to fix that or you're gone. One is still a problem. We still have to fix it. But yeah, it's incredibly powerful just to do that. And um, you talked about people in right, people right seats before. We, you know, we've got a technical team of about 15-ish full-time people. And we did this uh, late last year again. Uh, and we, we did this exercise and we realized it was someone that had been with us for 22 years. Uh, and they'd sat in the same seat for 22 years. And yeah, they were awesome at it, but they were also causing other issues. So it was a simple GWC exercise and you know, we move them around into a different role and suddenly now they're great over there and those other issues are gone. So it's a, it's a truly a very, very powerful tool. Um, and yeah, so that sort of, that, that changed the mindset. Ben, coming back to your original question, that definitely changed the mindset. But just, yeah, seeing the seats, having uh, that accountability chart, the seats of what everyone does, documenting what they need to do and then GWCing against it. It's, it's an incredible, again, stupidly obvious thing to do. But, but when you actually do it and it's a great exercise and the outcome is amazing. Um, but, you know, defining core values, um, what's the saying, Dan? It's hire and fire um, mm -hmm. against yeah. your, your, your GWC to hire and fire and things like that. We, we use our core values on everything. We use the GWC on everything. We, we live and breathe EOS now, if you haven't, can't already tell. But, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> but all the feedback in every quarterly check-in and every time we do it, it's honestly EOS is working. What's the best thing? All the tools in AOS, I can never, like, if there's ever one, it's the L10s. Just that frequency and that meeting pulse and communication, it's really, really great. So, well, I think um, that's part of the topic. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Luke. I was going to say, just one tool, and to be honest, I don't know if this is part of AOS, um, but we, we definitely got it implemented and it's worked wonders for us, um, is uh, a tool that we use called one-on-ones. Um, so on, on, on top of the department meetings, on top of the, the level 10s or, or anything else that we run, um, either Ben or myself will sit with each of our, like, each person of the team um, for half an hour, an hour, every week or fortnight, just depending. Um, and we really try and engage with, with those staff, right, to understand if they get it, if they still want it, um, you know, if, if there's any issues that we can assist with or try and guide it. Because sometimes, um, you know, sometimes day-to-day -day things just get in the way. Um, and these these one on ones um, have really helped us, and I, I can confidently say have really helped our our team um, grow and and become better people. Um, they've uh, better staff members, uh, more effective. 
And it's also highlighted very quickly the staff members that didn't get it um, or that, that were really drifting off on, the, on a different course, um, which, of course, we had to you know go through there on, on that way. But I just wanted to highlight that just in case, because I know sometimes trying to look at these frameworks and apply it to a small business can be a little bit scary. Um, what, something like one-on-ones can be implemented you know, virtually overnight and it's very, very easily to kind of start tomorrow sort of thing. Um, so that's what you bring up. So my next piece of it was, okay, what are some small key takeaways that they someone can implement quickly, right? So whether it be something like a one-on-one, Aaron, you mentioned the level 10 meeting, is there, um, you know, uh, of EOS, Dan, is there, you know, what are the, the key takeaways for someone to get a, a taste of what a business framework, in this case, EOS, give them you can there so many of them are really simple and unintimidating to to start so i would actually uh look at them and and pick the one that either addresses the pain or or represents the most gain in the business so when when we're we we have this thing called the 90 minute meeting which is like a, a free sort of consultation for people to learn about eos and some of the questions we ask in that is like how how regularly do you meet with your leadership team? And people, some people say anything from daily to weekly to monthly. And we'll say, so if you were to rate those meetings out of 10, what would you rate them? And I've had everything from, oh, they're a solid two out of 10 <laughs> to, oh, you know, seven and eight. And that's why we call it a level 10 meeting because it sounds really, really clunky, really odd. But that meeting format, that, that there's a really simple one-page agenda that you can download from EOS's website for free. And it's the most downloaded thing from the EOS website <laughs> is a level 10 meeting agenda. That is something that you can do if it's just two, two of you in, like in, a, in a smaller MSP, either a GM and the founder or two business partners or whatever, you can start uh, level 10 meetings on a weekly basis. You could start tomorrow. There's a YouTube channel that walks you through how to run them as well. You could do that immediately. And then that generally gives people a bit of a taste for how simple some of this stuff is. And then you'll realize there are some things that you can drop into that format and things become easier because I always want people to really start to think about things like their scorecard. So if you, if you know what your critical numbers are, if people can, can say these are the five numbers that I that I need to know on a week-to-week basis that I need to know whether they're on track or not. Only five. If I said to you, you could only pick five, and that's a challenge for an MSP because we can bloody measure everything. <laughs> we've got Power BI, we've got Bright Gauge, you name it. But if you start with level 10 and then start thinking about your scorecard, you know, your five maximum 10 numbers that would tell you the finger on the pulse, the health of your business at any point in time. If you can get that, those two things alone will give you control because you'll have good connection as business leaders, good conversation at least once a week, and you'll know your vitals. It's like your, you know, your blood pressure, your pulse, your oxygen saturation, <laughs> knowing those sorts of things is what keeps you alive. If you know what the equivalent of those are for your business, that in itself can be a game changer. Even if you don't know, putting yourself in a position to, to find them it can be a huge benefit, like out of the blocks. Yeah, cool. Okay. So I was half listening myself then. Yeah, it's incredible. Exactly. Like our L10s, you know, as you, as, as a part of the agenda is checking the scorecard and just 
Yeah, that scorecard is incredible. And we've got scorecards now top level, you know, all the way through down, all the way down to every single employee in the business. Everyone has a number, so as, as the saying goes. But um, yeah, that scorecard, you know, we can see trends now. We can pick them before they're an issue. Oh, hang on. That number wasn't hit. Okay, that number hasn't been hit two weeks in a row. What are we going to do to do that? Bang, bang, bang. And it's not all sales. It's it's anything, you know, measure phone calls, ticket numbers, this, that, as you said, you know, we can, <laughs> we can measure everything in an, in an MSP and it's incredible yeah. when you have that kind of control and, you know, so, and having other conversations with other business leaders or, or, or MSPs or anything. And you sort of, it's funny. Sometimes I ask the question, oh, what do you, you know, how many of this do you do a week? And they're like, oh, I don't know maybe this. And I'm like, what, you don't measure that? And I realized that, that was me two and a half years ago, not measuring it either. But mm. it's incredible on how, when you have that data in front of you and, and how important it is. And some of it's not that hard to get. It's just, you know, you kind of maybe have a mental gauge of how that's flowing along, but put it on a scorecard and suddenly look at the patterns and you quickly find mm. issues that you didn't even know were there. So yeah, the second you do that, you start making data-based decisions as well. There's no more, yep. oh, it's, a, it's a gut feel. I think yeah, no, you're predicting think- the future <laughs> real numbers. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's funny. Sometimes you predict that, right. Your gut feel is right, but it's yeah. a funny how many times you're wrong and you're like, Oh shit, that's happening because of that. I had no idea, <laughs> but um, can I give a shout out? And I don't know this is probably, it's definitely not an AOS thing. I don't know, Dan, if you um, share it like Ben does, but Colby, Colby's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real eye-opener for me as well. Yeah, so Colby is definitely it's part of the EOS stable. It's a, it's effectively it's a, a one-of-a-kind uh, profiling tool. So when I say one-of-a-kind, it's not like your DISC or Myers-Briggs or anything like that. It's a, it's a way to assess your people, um, and it's, it's like 50 US dollars, I think, per, per person, and it assesses your each of your... We start with the leadership team um, for your your natural instincts. What is your natural mo? And what that does is it gives you a um, gives you a really good snapshot, simple way to understand what makes people tick. How are they hardwired? Because most of the like, I don't want to rubbish any other profiling tool, but you can somewhat game a lot of them and think actually I'd, I'd like, you know, I'd like to have more of a visionary <laughs> profile yeah. so you can <laughs> start to be a little outlandish. Well, this Colby, Colby A in particular, Colby A assessment, it picks up if you're gaming it and it, it will say your, your results are inconsistent. Why don't you try this again in three months? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't give you the score. Yeah. It just says yeah. no. Yeah, but, and um, what, yeah, it allows awesome. you to sort of piece the puzzle together, um, especially at a leadership team level. Uh, yeah, and you, if you're a visionary and integrator, Aaron, you would have a fascinating Colby profile. Well, no, right? I'm it, I, again the Colby highlighted that I'm absolutely not a visionary and an integrator. Oh, okay. I'm a visionary, so <laughs> okay. it's it just again just to highlight that point of when you go through it, what you think you are, you quickly realize you're not. But yeah, the Colby, you're just doing it to yourself if you're not going to do it to your rescue staff just yet. Highly recommend it. It's it's a big eye opener. And reading the report, and you sit there and think, yeah, shit, that is me. <laughs> that is why I make those decisions. And then doing it to other people, and you're like, right, okay, I'm not going to throw. Or it's it's, it's funny because sometimes you don't get frustrated. You're like, right, that's why that person's like that. They're not as yeah. a as quick starting as me and want to move on to stuff. They're more slow research, integrate, do the stuff. So it's just it's incredible to an incredible tool, and highly recommend it. Yeah, well, that, that kind of leads to, you know, my, my next question because we are sort of uh, coming to the end um, of the session. Um, but uh, what are some of the, I guess, tips? So we've got Colby to take away, right? Mm-hmm. So if we've, so I guess, summing up a little bit, um, is there anything else that, you know, where 
Yeah. Anything else that the uh, MSPs on the line? Could- the the thing that um, that sort of is the glue that holds all of the whole the whole framework together is this thing called the Vision Traction Organizer. It's effectively a two page business plan, and you can download that for free on the website as well. In fact, it's in Traction. Traction will show you, and there's a follow up book to it called Get a Grip that will show you that. And yeah, what the heck is EOS takes you through it as well. Um, so that tool, if you could go through, if you printed that out on A3, got yourself a glass of red or whatever your poison is, <laughs> glass of water or gin and tonic, and then just go through and try and put answers in every box on that, like it'll, like core values, 10-year target, um, your, your marketing strategy, who's your target market, your three-year picture, one-year plan, what are you doing the next 90 days, all that sort of stuff. That's a great starting point. And that will give you, that'll tell you what you don't know as well. Uh, and it just gives you a really good way to start thinking about where you could actually take this. And that, you know, again, all of these tools are freely available to download. And I, I recommend that you, that you have a crack at almost any of them. But that VTO is like your, that's the thing that keeps the whole operating system um, relevant and front of mind. I'm always yeah, messed that, like, that up in your plans. Plan, yeah. plan. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah, just it's, do this no matter what. Yeah, 100%. And if you mess that up, well, not if you mess that up, but if you don't stick to your goals and the, yeah. and the things you set, then it's all going to unravel. Well, the bigger picture will unravel. Your meeting pulses and things might stay the same, but yeah, hitting those goals and things like that won't. But um, if you're anything like we were sitting there, you know, you've, you're not doing any of this stuff properly, and then you get asked, what's your 10 year goal? sit there and go you can't answer it no, no, no you can't there, answer there, it no and, then it, and then you get so we'll just shoot something out there and you're like i don't know 20 million revenue it's all right let's run with that it's like i literally have no clue if that's even achievable but sure why not so <laughs> it's just yeah it's just funny that that yeah i i think i think you've i know i'm sure dan you've been across this more than i but if you ask any msp that well not any msp but most msps they would not have a clue what their 10-year plan is let alone a five and sometimes even 12 months so yeah, and I think that's that's that needs to be understood that that's perfectly okay to not know those things <laughs> because that's that's the place you start thinking about actually what does this look like? And I've had two business owners that have been in business for fifteen years, and one says, "Oh, we want to be a hundred million in revenue," and the other one says, "Actually, I'm okay with 15. <laughs> and so then we start to understand what actually is important to people, and it might not actually be revenue at all. So, you know, that's, yeah, there's some of the great conversations that come from just asking yourself those questions. I think that's, that's really worth noting as well, because, you know, as I, I know, especially from our community, that there's a very diverse range of why people are actually in business. Yeah. You know, is it a lifestyle business? Is it, are they, you know, out to be the next, I don't know, starting a space company what is his name elon musk or whatever the case you know is that where you want to be you know the next what Amazon. is his name ben? what Come is his on. name who's that guy with the rockets oh, they've all got them you've got the you know virgin galactic and everyone oh, yeah you know? we've all it's, got it's like the, in the, the next now. cool thing right you know is that where you want to be or do you want to buy the full yeah. yeah that's it mate. that's yeah. what i that's what I'm, that's why i dug it out i need my launch pad mate but that's it you know your, your, your personal goals and things like that and i think that sometimes actually uh, having something to ask you that and enable you to reflect that, sometimes the answer is not quite what you'd expect. Um, yes. And especially even when you deal with other people, 
You know, I mean, uh, I, I used to have a business partner and, you know, who's no longer a business partner with me because when we asked ourselves that, we didn't align. We weren't working in the same direction, um, you know, and that's, you know, and that that's okay, right? It doesn't matter. It, it, it's okay to be a lifestyle business. It's okay to to want to start a rocket company, you know, if that's where you want to go, that's yeah. okay, you know, and then that, that it sort of enables you to go through that, you know, to work towards that. Um, cool. Okay. Um, we've got a quick question. So we've got the, oh no, so that's for the, the web address. We will send out a copy uh, of uh, Traction to everyone. Like I mentioned before, Traction is probably a good introduction to, uh, to EOS to get you started. And like Dan mentioned, there are links to a lot of these free resources in there as well. Um, but Dan, what's the, what's the best, if you know, that's going to take a, a week or so to get to everyone, if, um, if it's a hot topic now for the people on the line, yeah. where could they go to sort of get a little bit more info? Yeah, um, I was just trying to double check. I promise I wasn't doing anything else. Um, <laughs> if you go to eosworldwide.com, uh, there's, there is a, the website has just recently been updated, but there's a get started button. It has a little call to action, um, but it'll, if you just fill that out and you can unsubscribe afterwards, if you like, <laughs> um, fill it out and it'll send you a link to the tools. And the tools include all the things that I've mentioned, uh, including the, the business plan, the vision traction organizer, level 10 meeting agenda, scorecard template, uh, all of, even an accountability chart template, all of those things are on there. Um, and yeah, that's, if you were to chip away at those, traction will pretty much guide you through the book, will guide you through how to do those things as well. Uh, or if you're impatient like me, you can just listen to the uh, what the heck is EOS Audible while you wait for traction and traction will become your reference uh, when it arrives. Yeah, it's a good book. What yeah. the heck is EOS? It's it, it's it's how I got into it because traction was a little bit um, a little bit thick for me. So I started with this one and then went into traction. It was really really yeah. Cool. Well, what the heck is EOS was a great sort of innovation that's designed for uh, employees to understand, and now it's actually it's actually becomes an introduction to anyone who wants to know about EOS. Yeah. But that, I think that action book does go into much more, a lot more real world detail for, I suppose, the people on the call. Like it, 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 it's going to have much more of an impact. Yeah, 100%. I think and you touched on it before as well, Dan, that, uh, um, that YouTube, there's heaps of stuff on YouTube mm. running through the different resources and whatnot. So if you want to sort of, um, you know, get a bit more of a visual indicator, that, that's a great way to go as well. Um, yeah. You know, bite size, yeah. you know. Um, cool. All right. Well, look. Yeah. Awesome. We are we're at time today, guys. So I'd like to say a huge thank you. Um, if you've got any questions, feel free to pop them on the line. Uh, we'll we'll st stick around for a few minutes. Um, but that's all we've got. To, uh, all the questions I've got for today. Um, so yeah. So thank you, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure thank having you. you. Um, Fascinating. Awesome. Lucky stuff. you put a time limit on it. Aaron and I could probably go all day on this topic. So yeah, 100%. 100%. First, the first one we did of these, we just kind of kept on going. We're like, oh, you know, and in, in our catch up afterwards, it was like, yeah, you know, people have got things to do. So yeah, good, um, good call. You know, but there's you. lots of resource that you can continue. So hopefully, this has been enough to sort of you know get you thinking about how you know business frameworks can actually improve your business. Thanks for joining us again today, guys. That was a great session and we have plenty more coming up. If you'd like to join our upcoming events, you can register at our website at hostednetwork.com.au forward slash events. Until then, stay safe.